0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Sheffield Live.
2: Yes, good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. My name's Luke Crofts. I'm
1: James Algreaves.
2: And this is the show that gives you all the lowdown on the week's news and the best music.
1: Hey as as always didn't
2: didn't script that by the way <laughs> completely off the top
1: um how was your weekend
2: a week actually in uh, royal leamington spa
1: it was fantastic it was uh, nice to catch up with the uh, the family and friends down there oh good i'm glad you had a good time in, in royal leamington spa if you will if you will um <laughs> can i just ask have you cooled down yet no i'm i'm boiling <laughs> Let me just explain. We've just been for a, a cup of the
2: finest sludge um in the Rawson Spring at Hillsborough and they've fixed the heating after after it not working for two weeks and it was hotter than the sun.
1: Yeah, and for some reason we were stood right under where the heating comes out as well, where it's blowing. Well,
2: we're sociable beans and we sit we sit with a couple of the blokes in there, don't we? And it was uh unbearable.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that that was very quick downing of a of a pint of coke.
2: I See I had coffee as well. Yeah. So not well, only am I buzzing, I'm still boiling. <laughs> Um, and I nearly melted in the process. No, um, I'm, we'll, 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 we'll soldier on. We've only got fifty-seven minutes left, so <laughs> yeah. we'll be okay. Um,
1: first things first. Thank you, Danny Pietnik, last week. Indeed, I listened back to the show because I couldn't listen live, and he's funny and he? he's really dry and funny.
2: Um, yeah, um, I think he'd had a heavy night the night before. He'd played a gig, <laughs> um, and he was yeah, he was a little hungover. Um, couldn't keep him in check. But I I, I yeah. didn't do bad, but um yeah.
1: <laughs> he is a funny guy. But there was only a couple of times where you uh, pretty much corpsed. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's... if you haven't heard it, listen back on the podcast.
2: Yeah, please do. It's out there on ACast and iTunes. Yeah. Um go to the Twitter account at the Squeak, spelt wrong. Um and you can find it yourself. Um and of course, uh, apologies um to uh, Circus Wolves last week. I uh, I made a bit of a a, a mess. I thought <laughs> playing the last track I actually played um what did I play? I uh, said, the on t- fire. Tastes Like Funk again, which I have to say is a great song. Yeah. I, I, I like that very much so much. I thought fact. it's that
1: good we'll play it another two times this week.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> but just play it for the full hour. Just play it on repeat. Just play it four or five times.
1: Well, you did it the right week because it was just before Groundhog Day. Oh, right. <laughs> it was Groundhog Day on Tuesday, was it?
2: Oh, was it? Yeah. What, what is Groundhog Day? Because I only know it from the film.
1: Um, Like no. like in the film, they have a big festival uh, and then... Basically, the, the ground dog comes out, and there's some kind of tradition where if the ground dog sees his own shadow, then that means that winter's going to carry on for the next uh, six weeks, I think. But oh. if he doesn't see his own shadow, then spring's coming, which right. is the most utterly bizarre thing. But it's a massive festival in America, which spawned the film with Bill Murray.
2: Yeah, very funny, and he relives the same day over yeah. and over again, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose quite apt then in that case. Yeah.
1: But if you watched um, Sky Movies comedy on Tuesday, the, the the only film they played all day was Groundhog Day on repeat. All
2: oh, right, I see. Yeah. Nice touch, nice touch.
1: Which is getting Groundhog Day wrong for me because it's it would have been funnier if they would have done it every day this week rather than every day like repeated all through the day.
2: Yeah, that would have been better.
1: Because the actual the joke is it's the same day.
2: Yeah, yeah. If if they if they'd have <laughs> put it on at the same time every day. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's just me being pedantics. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: It's been uh, it's been quite a rich uh, week in the news. What rich. should we st- what, what should we start off with?
1: Whatever's first on the list.
2: Well, I've I've come up with uh, I, I never do it on the show, but I always come up with like uh, pun um, headlines.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: and I, and I, for some reason I never read them out. So the first one is Mourinho United. <laughs>
1: it's a stretch but yeah it's a good fun. Good <laughs> I can see that on the back page of the sun do
2: you, do you reckon right just, just on that do you reckon they just pay somebody to come in and, and come up with a load of rubbish headlines and then go right that's me see you tomorrow
1: there's, there's, it's down to the sub-editors isn't it so yeah, you, right. you get your, your journalists who write the article the journalists don't write the headline it goes to the sub-editors who then write the headline and put yeah. it in the paper marvellous which is something I learned when I was doing media
2: uh, <laughs> fair enough yeah. um but yeah, uh obviously that's in reference to uh the press speculating um if you can call it that. It's not mm. reporting, but they they're saying that Mourinho's held talks with um or his or his advi uh you know, yeah. agent has held talks with Man United. Well, what? they're actually
1: behind us on the squeak for that because you remember a few weeks ago uh when Mourinho left Chelsea, we oh, are, we, we we were way ahead of it. We actually discussed whether Guardiola and Mourinho would go to the two Manchester clubs. Yeah, and look what's happening.
2: Well, Guardiola, I think was, um, I maybe contradicting myself because I thought he'd be at Chelsea, but I think him he knows the owners or the chief executive yeah. or something at Man City, so that was you know Bucky's had slashed the odds on that ages ago. Yeah. Um, do you think it's likely that he will go to Manu? Van Gaal said he's he's probably not convinced. Because of all the yeah. other rubbish that's been in the media,
1: I actually when when we were talking about it before, I had it the other way around that I thought Guardiola would go to Manu and Mourinho would go to City. That makes more sense to me for some some bizarre reason. Um, but I think
2: he's always he's always been an admirer
1: of the club. And he had a big admiration for Sir Alex Ferguson, didn't he? Yeah, Mourinho now
2: yeah. talking.
1: I think it's a big manager. It's a big club, even though it's not done too well recently. But yeah, I think it's uh, it's a possibility you you're a big club you want the biggest manager don't you
2: well see what happens on that front um just as a sub story uh before we before we get football out of the way um i saw something on a on a or, or i heard something on a phone in should i say on the radio um a sheffield uh, sheffield football fan um from uh, called Graham, um he, he phoned this uh phone in on, on another station and uh
3: sort of you know
2: gave a few scathing remarks about football um and the way it's run these days, um, the phoning was about Liverpool charging seventy-seven quid. Um, mm-hmm. What I mean, what do you think to that? First of all,
1: it's actually. So I've listened to a few Liverpool podcasts this week about this subject, and I've read a bit about it. And even I don't still fully understand what's going on. But... It's
2: the, the the different. So, like, you can go to
1: a Wednesday match, and the
2: the top ticket will be. Is it as much as fifty something quid now? I think. Yes. Um, or you can get like the lowest priority ticket, and it'll be like thirty or something. Yeah. The, t- the top band ticket price will be seventy-seven quid at Anfield. Mm.
1: But the, the the point that the Liverpool fans are making is that they've had these supporters groups and forums for a couple of years, talking about this because ticket revenue used to make up ninety-six percent of the fo- the total revenue a club made, whereas uh, in the Premier League, whereas now it's flipped around the other side, it makes like a single digit percentage and the yeah. rest of the money comes from a TV and stuff. Yeah. Um so the Liverpool fans' argument is the that
2: ticket prices should come down to reflect
1: Yeah, and, and the, that you know, they they want to encourage the kids and new fans and stuff, uh, and make it cheaper and more affordable for fans to go. Uh and after talking in these supporters groups uh, and Liverpool saying that they're gonna look at it, apparently they've released these new prices that for next season and they're more expensive, is is the point of it. Which mm. is why they staged the walkout yesterday.
2: Yeah, and missed the last two goals of the, <laughs> the well, Sunderland equaliser after they'd all left. More that's or less.
1: ironic, yeah, because it, they were two 0 up. Yeah, half the fans walked out, and, and they conceded two, and goals. then they conceded two goals. So yeah. basically, you can blame the fans for that because <laughs> they didn't have the support that they had beforehand. Uh, it's it's not good practice to blame Liverpool fans <laughs>
2: for things, James. We'll uh, we'll leave it there. Um, but yeah, just just going back to this morning, Um Graham from Sheffield. Uh, he said that with, uh, I'll quote him now, with honourable exceptions, the average football fan is of limited intelligence and would use all of their disposable income to follow what is probably the only interest in their lives. Graham goes on to say, the game is run by spivs, chances and gangsters. It's played by morons and it's watched by cretins. So, um, <laughs> cretins. F- fairly uh, fairly strong opinions there from Graham from Sheffield.
1: Yeah, I'm a Wednesday fan and it's not the first time I've been called a cretin by someone <laughs> talking about football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, it is looking at it humorously, I think it is funny. You know, the second part of it, that it's run by certain types of people, could be levelled at a lot of owners of clubs.
2: Yeah, but they have to pass a fit and proper person's test these days, don't they? That's
1: a joke in itself. I think the only person ever to have failed it is... uh, Chilina Leeds
2: who is still there
1: yeah who is still there <laughs> yes <laughs> it's, it's absolutely and that's their new strict stringent one
2: yeah well um, he was in the news because he's uh, he's got this phobia about the number 17 yes when he was at Calgary I think he changed all the 17s to 16B and uh, the latest match program um, was issue 16B yeah he's got a real fear and he yeah. stopped Paddy can he come into the club because his birthday yeah. was on the 17th of the month May or whatever And
1: and it was Paddy Kenny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Impartial as always on the week. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's football out of the way. Um, Dave's texting, but I can't hear it, but thank you anyway. Um, So, should we kick off with uh, something that we should have had last week, James?
1: Yes, I set the sea on fire again. (laughs) (laughs) Does it taste like (laughs) funk? No, it's the song that you were going to play, that you promised to play, and... uh, Obviously play mistakenly played I set the sea on fire instead. So this is Circus Wolves with Adoration.
2: Yeah, you listen to the Squeak on ninety three point two FM, get in touch on Twitter at the Squeak. Circus Wolves with Adoration. Only a week late. Yeah, it was a good song though, isn't it? Very good. Very like I like that very much. Very much like that, I meant to say, but I couldn't say
1: it. Yeah, very good. Same thing. Just a different way of saying it. Yeah.
2: So where are these from then?
1: They're from Manchester, Manchester based. Um they do a lot of gigs over here in Sheffield would They played like West Street Live, South Sea Live, um I think they'd done the R S bar. Uh and I think they've got one coming up, but I don't have it written down here. Oh no. Yeah, but I I literally put that on because you cocked it up last week, and uh, <laughs> I thought we'd give them the airplay that that we're, <laughs> we're promised. Yeah, to. I
2: know. I, I
1: yeah, let's just forget it.
2: Um, yeah, no, I like them. Um, you can check. I, I would imagine they've got um, yeah. Twitter and that. So check them out.
1: Yeah, just search Circus Wolves on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and they'll come up.
2: Um, I wanted to ask you about Tuesday night at the. Uh, Java Lounge.
1: Yeah, Java Lounge Light.
2: Yeah, because I bumped into Faith in Sainsbury's the Moor on Friday, and she said, he's still coming Tuesday, and I said, what do you mean? Completely forgot. <laughs> and then I remembered, what's going on? What's what's happening?
1: What's it going is, down? It's something that happens every kind of, uh, I think it's been a year since the last one, but uh, over the last couple of years, this little cafe on the corner, at, at Ellsborough Corner, called Java Lounge, um, they just close uh, open up the doors uh, for an evening, on a Tuesday evening and have a band on and previously they've had Reverend and the Makers in there they've had Catfish and the Bottle Men in there uh, and this week on Tuesday night they've got an up and coming band called Lake Como
2: oh yeah that's it uh,
1: which I think they're signed to Columbia Records I believe and they're, they're on the way up and they're doing a tour of uh, the UK at the minute and uh, and yeah, they're they're really good, worth worth checking out. Cool,
2: cool. Um, yeah, that's one of the... Because I, I, I was going to ask you off air and then I thought, well, as well ask you while we're on here. Um, <laughs> they're
1: they're uh, supported by the SSS from Sheffield as well, who, again, are up and coming. They, they won the Exposed Award for uh, Best Sheffield Band last year. Uh, so it's, it's well worth going down. It's, I think it's seven quid on the door or something. Cool, sounds um, good. But it's limited places, so get down early. I think it starts about seven, half seven. Where can they get tickets? Uh, you can get tickets in advance from the cafe at Ulsbury, oh, from right Java you. Lounge. You can buy them online if you go if you search Java Lounge Live on Facebook, uh, and there's a link to buy them online. And I think there's a limited amount on the door.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've I've been in that uh, that gaff, but um, not to watch a gig. So I would imagine it's going to be quite intimate.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really good. Like when Catfish and the Bottlemen were there, for example, uh, it was it was almost a semi-acoustic thing, and they take all all the kind of tables and chairs out generally, and uh, people sit around. They they got a license, sell a bit of booze and whatever. It's, it's a really good night.
2: Oh, cool! Looking forward to that then. Um, yes, awesome. Um, now we've uh, we've talked about copyright before. Um, yeah. I think Taylor Swift has come into the mix with the uh, the fox that she stole yes, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Fox. And the, the she tried to copyright 1989 written in, in marker pen. Hmm. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about um, is a copyright holiday. <laughs> Have you seen the story?
1: I think I was in a story. Yes, I'll run it by you. So this is um, this is uh,
2: a story about a dad that won uh, a two grand holiday.
1: Oh, you could put it other way. It's a story about a mean old witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is is that getting too far off the fence? Well, no, you just beat me to it.
2: <laughs> fence. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so he, he he took a funny selfie um, of him and his his little boy, and a horse ended up photo bombing it um but the owner of the the horse um has said that um he didn't have her permission to take the photo in the first place yeah. um so she's she's trying to stop them from winning the prize and going yeah. on holiday
1: they, they entered it into was it a butlins or thomas cook or something competition uh and and yeah the thomson
2: if, if we're going to get if we're going to get the brand right
1: well, the... Travel agents are are available. <laughs> yeah, look, look
2: look down the far gate.
1: Yeah, well, basically, yeah, they've they've been walking past on the way to school. Apparently, it's it's on their school journey. Father and his son taking a photograph. The horse is in the background, essentially photo it, showing its teeth and smiling, and yeah. looks like it's laughing. And and the theme <laughs> the theme of the competition was smiling or something. Uh, and yeah, they've won the two thousand pound holiday prize, and the owners of the horse is now saying. That she wants. Well, I think initially she wanted to claim some of the two thousand pounds. Well, and then it's come out that it's a holiday, not not a cash prize.
2: Yeah, what she actually said was, um, "I was really annoyed to hear he had won a two thousand pound holiday and had used a picture of our horse without our permission. Um, He should have asked for our consent." Now, it's not, it's not like it's you know they've they've trespassed on their land. It's a public footpath which goes down through where the horse happens to mill around that's so it. it just sort of poked its head across the fence um,
1: as I understand copyright law if, if you take a picture at a public place and there's stuff in the background then, that's exactly correct yeah then yeah. it's fair game and you know as far as I understand copyright law as well whoever takes a photograph is a copyright holder yeah. um, I think the, the this woman's trying to claim that in the terms and conditions it says everyone in the picture must have given permission for it, for it to be entered yeah. Um, but that refers to humans, not a horse.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> you'd have thought so. The terms and conditions of the, of the competition say that any photo submitted which feature people um, must be of view or have been taken with the permission of the subject. So, technically, because it's not a, you know, people, yeah. person, it's a horse. At
1: hoping... the end of the day, a dad and a lad have won a holiday that they probably wouldn't have normally gone on. And she's been a mean old witch by trying to stop them going on it. In, yeah. my, in my opinion.
2: In, uh, not the opinions of Sheffield Live, um, just James
1: Hargreaves. Just my opinion. Um, uh, anyway. You know, my opinion's correct. The ho- <laughs> <laughs> in your opinion.
2: Um, the horse is no longer being kept in that field, so um, you know, the horse has yeah. been moved. So.
1: It's, it's an utterly bizarre story that, that really angered me when I read it this last week.
2: Well, I mean, what's that all about? She just wants a slice of it, but why? Why not let somebody enjoy it? Yeah,
1: well, you know, I I, I photo hundreds of pictures when I've been drunk. Oh God! And, and yeah. if I claimed copyright on all of them, yeah, you know. my
2: intellectual my intellectual property has been there, uh, has been uh, kind of violated or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I I remember actually just while we're on photo I went to uh, went to a gig with Faith, our friend Faith, um, and we were at the bar, and. Uh, uh, two couples were sort of in a group and they were taking a a, a selfie and I must have ruined a good half a dozen pictures um, before they realised and went, who's that? And Faith obviously being, you know, had me back. He went, it's him, it's this idiot here.
1: (laughs) Oh, thanks. Anyway. She dropped you in it.
2: Yeah, in in a big way. Um, But, you know, it was all okay. And I said, look, it was a joke. I'll, I'll take a picture for
1: you. So I did that. That's how I know. A couple of years ago, I've, I've got a mate who's a, a Harry Hill lookalike. Really? Yeah. And a couple of years ago, we went to a gig at Plug, and then um, we went into the club night afterwards on the other side. Uh, and when we walked in, people actually thought Harry Hill had walked in. Really? And we spent the entire night just photobombing people as Harry. <laughs> well, he did as Harry. Was Hill. he was he dressed as him with a big collar in there? Yeah. So the glasses. Yeah. yeah. Just just for a laugh on that night but he makes a living out of it. There's a new Channel Four series that did a pilot last year. There's a new Channel Four series called Lookalikes oh, that, right. that he's in, and that's coming up soon. He's he's, he's a funny guy anyway, um, but the Lookalikes thing is very funny as well. It's like it's almost like The Office. Uh, it's like a semi-scripted kind of um, oh um, yeah documentary, would be documentary, type, documentary thing, type yeah. yeah. And and yeah, based around a lookalikes agency that's run by a David Beckham lookalike, and it's, it's quite funny.
2: Well, you mentioned David Beckham. The next headline is Starbeck's Coffee. <laughs> 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 um, what could this be? I hear you ask. Um, basically, um, uh, David Beckham was uh, walking down the street and he bought hot drinks for a paramedic. Par- 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 paramedic. Paramedic, <laughs> <remember them> there. <laughs> paramedic, and a patient. After she, uh, after she was waiting for an ambulance with it with a patient.
1: That's nice, isn't it? I, I saw this the other day. Apparently, um, he went past them, and as she's waiting with this guy who's really ill, um, she turned around to the guy who's like they're waiting for the alm- ambulance with, and said, "Wasn't that David Beckham?" And five minutes later, he turned up with a cup of coffee for him and yeah, sat with yeah. him until the al- ambulance came.
2: That's nice. Yeah.
1: It's like, it's just one of those little things that goes a long way, isn't it? It's Yeah, I mean, that's fairly special, that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and they took selfies with him, like this, this poor old guy waiting for an ambulance. <laughs> Needless to say, he's
2: not in the selfie.
1: Yeah, the paramedic is.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, nice story. Yeah,
1: just a little thing. He's, he's apparently very charitable and very approachable a lot of the time, David Beckham, I've heard. I've never seen him myself, though.
2: Maybe he'll come to the Java Lounge on Tuesday, <laughs> eh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, what's the next musical genius we've got, James? Just one. A few weeks ago, we played a song called Phoebe Cates by Black Mamba Fever, who are a new Sheffield band. They're playing West Street Live tomorrow, and this is their other single from that EP called Purple Drapes.
2: You listen to the squeak on Sheffield Live ninety three point two FM.
0: for fun As you lead these thoughts into the back of the sun The fruit's in the pudding All over your foes. But wherever it's effective It's the feeling that rose. Reading the small print It's some future says Like the ingredients Of your Christmas cake Like the ingredients Of your Christmas cake Like the ingredients Of your Christmas cake like I know it's hard to get to grips with this, but I mean it's brutal, as I'm picturing this, this open mess, that's so bad, and this isn't true, and I'm not bad, I was just trying
1: Hello, this is Matt Elders from Arts and Monkey. You're listening to Sheffield
3: Live. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
1: Matt held us uh, at, uh, before that. Black Mamba Fever. Who um, I've seen videos of these playing live. I've not seen them live yet myself, but they're playing West Street Live tomorrow. Uh, and that's the second song from their EP, Phoebe Cates and uh, Purple Drapes.
2: What? Say that
1: again. Phoebe Cates and Purple Drapes. Purple Drapes. Yeah, Purple Drapes. <laughs> Shall I just keep saying it? Purple Drapes. I didn't know what he said first drapes. of all. he sort of said drapes in is it two words. Purple
2: Drapes.
1: Purple Drapes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they're very influenced by the likes of Bowie and uh, Josh Homer and stuff like that. Good um, well... Um,
2: David Bowie's mural on Division Street has, uh, has experienced some sharp criticism, you could say.
1: I'm loving these headlines, Colin. <laughs> That was it. Yeah, that was the headline.
2: Um, yeah, there's a mural uh, on Division Street.
1: It's a very um, interesting mural. It's on Mint, isn't it? The shop on the corner.
2: Yeah, and it looks remarkably like Pat Sharp. Um, mm. I, mean, I know
1: you've seen it. I've just shown you another picture of it. But It's, it's quite... Terrible. I, it's an artistic interpretation And it's never going to be 100% accurate Is it But yeah I think from certain angles It does look a lot like Pat Shop from Funhouse <laughs> Yeah um, Yeah not on the best. On the other corner they could have done the twins huh? From Funhouse the twins
2: I've not seen Funhouse I don't know what that is
1: You, How old are you?
2: 26 you've, but you've only nev- recently
1: You've never seen Funhouse? No, it's a whole lot of fun with prizes to be won, Luke.
2: Oh my groceries! <laughs> no, I've not seen it. Um, you obviously, you're obviously thinking along the same lines as Carmel, where I sound like an old withered man, yes. but actually younger than I than it, I sound. Yeah. No, I I've not seen it, not heard of it before. That it moment. was
1: a, a children's ITV program where they they built like a big fun house, like a, a house in a studio with different rooms, and they took. Like the front of the house, and had different challenges for the kids to do in each room, and then they ran. Uh, they, they earned time for a go kart race at the end of the thing, and whoever won the go kart race won prizes. All right. Anyway, it, it was really good.
2: <laughs> well, um, the graffiti it, it, uh, on this article I've seen it on uh, the Poke um, website.
1: It's gone everywhere. It's been on in all the big press this week.
2: Well. On this article, it's it shown that it you're in the various stages. And for the benefit of you, James, on the radio, if I scroll down um, from an early from the early onset, it looked like Pat Sharp. So
1: <laughs> it looks like that, that second one looks like zombie zombie Pat Sharp.
2: Yeah, with a Harry Potter scar. Um, the
1: thing, I mean, if it had just took a step back and think,
2: actually, this looks like Pat Sharp. I think you know it could have been avoided, but. Um you know the sentiments there. The yeah. sentiments there.
1: I saw somebody actually photoshopped Pat Sharp's face into it. Um, mm. I say somebody. Yeah. I believe it was Neil Hargreaves. And, um, <laughs> and Pat Sharp actually replied to him and said, "Aha, that's that's not really me. It's Re- supposed to be Bowie." And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Is he friends with Pat Sharp? Said, no, I think somebody he posted it on Facebook. Then somebody uh, tagged Pat Sharp in it. Right, who, who obviously was friends with him or something. And oh, then that's Pat Sharp replied.
2: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, very funny.
2: Yeah, oh. Pat Sharp, guys, this is not the mural. This is a Photoshop someone made. Lol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's. Um...
1: But I, I, I do think it's an artistic imp- interpretation. It's, you you're <laughs> never you're never gonna get photorealism on some graffiti, are you? So, no, I suppose so, not. And I it, suppose it's not. just just to make a corner of a shop look trendy. Um, Call Carl Maloney, as we just mentioned him a while ago. He's just tweeted in and said the, <sighs> the twins were proper fit from Funhouse. He knows he knows what it is. Does
2: it mean athletically
1: or obviously? Of course. Yeah. Uh, Keep it clean. And I th- I think the Bowie <laughs> pick is all right. I like it. He says. Oh <laughs> ah, well, good for you, Carl. Yeah. Well, T- to
2: good. be fair, I'm, I'm I'm glad Carl's texting, yeah. tweeted in, whatever. Like Which, by can. the way,
1: anybody else can if they just yes. uh, tweet us at the squeak t h e s q w e e k.
2: And um, just while we're on that, um, something I saw on Twitter that um, I enjoyed very much. It was um, our, our good friends, the Slow Readers Club. Oh yes, and they did um, they did a, a impromptu gig in a library, in a Manchester yeah. library, yeah. and it was just um, the two Starkey brothers on acoustic doing I Saw a Ghost. It's obviously a few months ago just as they released yeah, ago, I Saw a yeah. Ghost, but um brilliant. I I we've retweeted it from the Squeaks um Twitter page, so you can have a you can have a, have a look. It's on YouTube. Really good, really good um, acoustically, and yeah. he was his,
1: his vocal was flawless. They did a whole gig, and uh, I believe that you can get the audio on iTunes, I believe, or on Spotify or something mm. um, very, for, from the gig. It was they're, well, they're just amazing. I, aren't?
2: I think. I mean, Aaron said, you know, he's a bit, bit nerve wracking playing in a library because obviously he's supposed to be quiet in a library. Aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's trying to do work, and I am. You know, I was like, oh, what's
1: going on here? Um, very good, though. Very good. Flawless life. Yeah, he's got a great voice as well, hasn't he? So, mm. it yeah. kind of, uh, I, I love it, it's like the saying the same with the Java Lounge, I love it when you get gigs in places you wouldn't normally get gigs, it just adds a whole new kind of dynamic to the experience. It's everybody's experience to gig in like a normal venue, but when you see it in like a little cafe or, or a library or something like that, then it just adds something to it and you get you tend to get a different crowd listening as well yeah uh, it's something that I think everyone should try and go out of their way to do if they see see something like that coming up
2: absolutely well I mean if, you, if you're if you not if you're going to wait until they come to Sheffield they're playing the lead mill on the 2nd of April yeah um, if you can still get tickets I would encourage you to do because it's 7 quid and this 4-band's playing on that night we yeah. may have mentioned it actually um, a couple in of previous times. shows so
1: it is the yeah. best lineup ever yeah it is
2: um yeah, not going to say any more. Um, if you want to go and see him, if you don't want to go and see him, go and see them. Yeah. And if just, you do, then go and see him. Just see him. Just see him. See him. Do it. Fantastic. Just
1: don't even think about it. Go go online and buy tickets Don't even now.
2: think about not going.
1: Yeah. Anyway. It, it is going to be one of those gigs, I think, that, that people will say, we well, oh, can't for that gig.
2: Oh, by the way, I scared Faith again.
1: Oh, I, I think I saw the video. The thing Which
2: is, is yeah. right, and this is not meant in any... It's not a euphemism. She leaves her back door open, right? So I sneak, I sneak in, right, and hide in the living room. You can hear her messing about upstairs, doing whatever, and I'll just stand there for ten minutes, just just hiding, yeah, and then record it when she comes down the stairs. I've done it, I've done it half a dozen times now. But she was listening to uh, Slow Readers Club, um, oh, right. and I got her coming down the stairs. Obviously, she um, jumped. Um when I when I got her. And uh, I I sort of tweeted it to the just gonna oh, I scared Faith again while she was listening to Slurries and then they liked her and retweeted everything, <laughs>
1: So yeah. Great. Oh so, so Faith will appreciate that that she's been tweeted to have oh, however many yeah. followers they've got.
2: She's an internet sensation. <laughs> and radio presenter now.
1: Yeah. She she wants to come back on soon. Yeah, it's like that's... it's like taking a little swan
2: down to the lake and just letting it you know
1: letting
2: yeah. it float away.
1: Yeah. Or going into a little swan's nest and scaring it
2: flip side of the coin yeah (laughs) I suppose it is.
1: okay what have we got now Uh, there's a guy I used to work with this guy actually but um, it's not Richard Giles no no it's not it's uh, another another guy it's called Paul (laughs) Fletcher and uh, he used to be in a band called the Blind Drivers is now solo and uh, he's got this song out called Coming Around from his new album
2: marvellous get in touch on Twitter at the squeak
3: But I'm not sure what girl I was with. Was it you, Jekyll or Hyde? And I said, Whoa.
0: Are
1: you coming around Luke? It's the ultimate wake up song <laughs> It is. It's, it builds really well that, Yeah it? I like that very much That's Paul Fletcher uh a Sheffield guy He's, he's done um, producing and writing with uh, the likes of Lily Allen and all yeah. the and Those kind of people uh, And his album Rewind Your Soul is out on iTunes and stuff now He's playing a headline in a gig at the academy two, or 2 O2 Academy 2 on the 30th of April Marvellous uh, just I, just, I just, I just, I don't want to say I'm not being disingenuous
2: when I keep saying I like that very much. I actually do. Yeah. Uh, and the ones that we've had that I didn't like, I think I've been honest, haven't I? But it's yeah. just, just not very many that I don't like. That's
1: it. I, I think I don't want to be
2: a parquet where I,
1: oh yeah, well it's great. Yeah. I like. We're, we're open to all styles and genres and mm. types and yeah, yeah. But I, I do like that. It's, uh, a nice little song he's sent us a few so in, over the next few weeks I guess we'll play his other couple of songs he's sent us as well
2: wonderful um, so Danny Pettnick who was on last week um, I think Danny was shameless uh, in plugging himself <laughs> but we'll we'll do it for him um, as well he's playing Carl Maloney Presents at the Washington um, this coming Saturday so Saturday the 13th um, free entry from 8 o'clock Um it's also a good week for gigs this week isn't it oh yeah well, well any any week where these gigs is a good week yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um but also playing is um the Danny Smart band Simon Rowe so it's going to be uh it's going to be a good night for music at the yes. Washington on Saturday.
1: It's a good lineup for that kind of music I think. Simon Rose a decent kind of guitarist solo, solo guitarist and singer Danny Pietnik we all know from this show. Yeah. And a Danny Smart band very similar as well. So, so yeah. Uh, well worth going out and a great venue as well the Washington. Yeah. Just going
2: to took the words out of my mouth there James. Great venue. Uh, and it's free. Yeah, obviously you have to buy your own drinks, Well, so it's I'd, not completely free.
1: Yeah. Unless you, if you go to Carl and say that we sent you, Carl will buy you a beer. Yeah. yeah. Why Carl, have we not? Carl will buy anyone a beer who mentions a squeak. Absolutely, yeah. But
2: yeah, the squeak's spelt wrong.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you have to spell it right to him. He's
2: such it. a generous man, is Carl. He, he like is, that. yeah, yeah. People don't understand the, 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 the depths of his generosity.
1: He's he's such a nice guy, isn't he?
2: I like Carl.
1: I, I think he said something about buying people taxis home as well.
2: Well he's he's um he's taking exams for his promotion, so once he gets his promotion he'll be even more generous.
1: Yeah. That's it. And yeah, so he's uh, free drinks from Carl, taxis home, and kebab as well on the way. Oh yeah, that's it, Neil Argreaves will be there. <laughs>
2: And probably our mate Dave as well. Um, Marvelous, yeah. Thanks for that, Carl. Yeah.
1: What a lovely guy. I reckon we should go and just keep keep saying the squeak to him and seeing seeing how many guesses.
2: So it will be free then yeah. for us. Marvelous. <laughs> yeah. Marvellous. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going down. Are You going down?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm considering it. Yeah. Uh, I think think, think Missus is de- uh, doing something. Uh, I can't, I can't say what Carl just tweeted at us, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. The, the missus has got friends that she's uh, out with on Saturday night, so oh. I believe I'm free.
2: Oh, marvellous! So you're definitely thinking about considering potentially going. Yeah, golly.
1: definitely, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff. As, lovely. as some Manchester band once said.
2: Hmm. Um. Anyway, just keeping it on uh, the Carmeloni theme. Uh, Carl likes cats, he and does, it was indeed. a bit of a catastrophic year. <laughs> Uh, If you will, for uh, a local pet food warehouse, Um, a a a cat went missing in Nottinghamshire um, over a year ago, and it's turned up. uh, It's been reunited with its owner. Um, It was basically found feasting in a pet food warehouse.
1: It was living the life of luxury. Yeah, literally for a cat.
2: It must have been a big warehouse because the the owner said, um, uh, you know, they knew the owner of the pet food warehouse. Sorry, they knew that they'd got. A, an animal in there. It was just catching it. So yeah. it spent a year evading capture and just feasting on there. Uh... That's a
1: genius cat.
2: cat cats are very clever. They're clever. They're not yeah. stupid, you know. Yeah. Um, as long as they're getting fed, they're happy,
1: aren't they? I'm liking the sound. of This is. It's obviously gotten comfortable in there and just. Of ate the food that was in there so sounds like the life of luxury for this cat
2: absolutely um, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big cat now as you can imagine um, again for the benefit of the radio I'll show you a picture James he's a <laughs> yes. big lad He's a, I mean he's a big cat anyway he's a Norwegian forest cat um, but yeah he's a Apparently the her uh, his owner described him as a porker. But
1: yeah. you would be if you'd spent a year feasting, yeah, to wouldn't be you? Fair, Come if, on. If I spent a year living in an all you can eat buffet, then I would be even bigger than I am now. And I'm quite big.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay koke. Okay. Um so yeah, cat story uh, for all for all you cat lovers.
1: Oh, oh cat, cat news. Cat news from Carl.
2: <laughs> uh hold on a minute, I've just what have I done with it? Oh. Um <laughs> Yeah we can read that. Our reader
1: <laughs> I like the pause whilst you decide whether it's got swearing in it or not. Pause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: dear. Um yeah, our reader has has, uh, has behavioural issues. It's licking its legs and belly board. Poor little uh, cat. Um yeah. To be fair, Fades cat was doing that, and, and we call a ball underneath cat. The thing is, though, I think um, Carl is actually at fault because he's called a, a male cat Rita.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, so got, it's got issues from that, Carl. Reap what you sow. Yeah. It's, I, I saw, um, this is going back a while now, but I saw a story about a cat which just amazed me. Really? And it was someone, I believe it was in... They lived in either northern France or northern Spain and they went on holiday in southern France or southern Spain whichever one. Yeah. And took their cat with them to this oh. villa and then the cat went missing and they couldn't find it. Had to go back home to northern France or northern Spain. This would be better a story a better story if I could remember the actual facts. Yeah. Um but <laughs> but 18 months later they went back. No, the cat appeared really? back home. It had gone this something like 800 miles or something and arrived back home. That is crazy. Like, How did it know the way to go? I'm sure it was the same cat. Apparently so. It was apparently thinner and like obviously not eaten as much and stuff, but yeah, yeah apparently it made its way right. home from from the uh, south of whichever country it was. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it um,
2: I'd say geography is not your strong point, but I think it's just memory.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do. I do have the worst memory in the world, especially short-term. Memory. Saying that, mine is shocking.
2: I can, t- I, I can, I can remember like phone numbers and number plates and stuff, all and like song lyrics, all the useless things yeah. in life. But yeah. when it comes to something meaningful, like I, f- I forget what I did on Thursday, for example, or what I'm doing on Tuesdays, it happens. <laughs> you yeah. all about that. Okay, um, time for uh, another another song before we go. I think James.
1: Yeah, uh, this is uh, this is actually something that i really kind of uh, like the idea of in in leeds there's uh kind of a, a label could you call it called come play with me and what they're doing is you know there's this final revival going on yeah uh they're releasing seven inch singles but each side is a different band from from leeds okay so uh they've they've done one in the past the new one's coming out soon uh, and it's got Officers on one side and fizzy blood on the other. So it's showcasing the bands to yeah. potential fans. So this one's Officers and Attack.
2: Mm. Sheffield Live ninety-three point two FM. This is the Squeak.
1: that one is Officers with Attack which as I say is uh, one side of a split 7 inch vinyl coming out in Leeds very soon on the 19th of February Uh, and on the other side is a Fizzy Blood Song um, which we might play next week actually it's a good one Um, Mm. but yeah that's Officers they're a bit different a bit electronic, uh, electronic kind of indie they've worked with the likes of Gary Newman Linkin Park Prodigy and whatever so they've got a bit of a background behind them
2: yeah a bit heavy for me that yeah. Mm, a little, yeah, a little,
1: a little. And I, I do like to listen to stuff like that, but I think I have to be in the mood for it. Yeah, like in in the day.
2: <sighs> yeah, a really dark afternoon. All the lights <laughs> switched off.
1: Curtains <laughs> closed. Well, we'd be all right now, wouldn't we? It's dark every afternoon at the minute.
2: Yeah, it seems to uh, start persistently raining just in time for DJ Ski at three o'clock with yeah. uh, Platinum Plates.
1: Yeah, he, he'll have parked up and he'll be walking down. You, he's always
2: he's always drenched. Always <laughs> oh, drenched when he comes in, isn't it?
1: And then we we go out, and
2: it's not usually <laughs> raining when we leave. My, my favourite thing, right? Favourite thing. Is it raining, Rob?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bless Oh, well, that's um, your favourite thing that he's said on, on our show before, is it?
2: <laughs> no, no.
1: Technically, you've failed to control your guest there, Luke.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we, we we don't allow him on the mic anymore. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say to you? Flibble. Oh no! Um, Top Gear.
1: Yes. Top Gear has a new friend. Top Gear. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's uh, an interesting and good choice. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, unexpected. I think is how I I felt. Um, mm. Chris Evans is obviously we've known about Chris Evans even before it was announced. I think it was he was sort of like waiting in the wings, wasn't he? Yeah. But um, Joey Tribbiani. Um, also known as Matt LeBlanc in real life. He's, uh, he's going to be a co-presenter on top, yeah?
1: Yeah, well, the way I understand it is that it's going to be a Chris Evans kind of vehicle for his talent. Um, ah, vehicle? Yeah, very good. get that one? Um, today. And, and there's going to be several layers of different presenters under him. And Matt right. LeBlanc is going to be one. Uh, I believe that tomorrow or Tuesday or something they're going to announce Eddie Irving as another one. All oh, right. I believe that David Coulthard will also yeah, be in, I'd, in the I'd, mix. Yeah, I
2: heard that one, but he's he's doing um, is he doing the Formula One on Channel Four? Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I know I know Channel Four have got the Formula One now, mm. but it does seem like a lot of the people who did the Formula One on the BBC before the BBC. Capitulated and gave it up.
2: There's lots of speculation yeah. all
1: around social media about who's going to.
2: Sabine Schmitz was mentioned as well.
1: Yeah, um, she'll be announced, uh, I think, in she, the next week or so.
2: She's doing German Top Gear, though, isn't she?
1: She used to do the German equivalent of Top Gear. She doesn't do it anymore. Oh right,
2: okay, well that, that'd be great. Yeah. It'd be good to have a woman on there. Yeah, just to, just a different dynamic.
1: Well, she was good when he was, she was on it before. She yeah. drove the van around the Nurburgring.
2: Oh, she did. Uh, she did a few things. They did. Um, well, they teamed up with um, uh, German Top Gear and did the. Uh, Oh, uh, DJ Skeezie, is it raining? No. Oh. Just can't. so everything we've just said is a lie. <laughs> yeah.
1: You liar, you lie. You're a dirty
2: liar, Luke. It's, it's sod's law, that. What about We're just saying every time you come here, you're always drenched. The rain seems to wait for you. <laughs> it's not raining. You got me earlier. Yeah, um, yeah, and they did the. You know where they teamed up and they put the steering wheel upstairs oh, and the yes. accelerator yeah, downstairs. Double decker cars. She yeah. did that and she was really good on that. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting but, to see what happens. But yeah, an actor as opposed to a, a credible car. Well, well, he's he's like a, a petrol or a gearhead head. Yeah, it, is the well name he had
1: the fastest lap in the old reasonably priced car.
2: Yes. So. Oh, the fastest ever in the yeah. uh, Kia Seed.
1: C apostrophe D. If you will. Um but yeah, yeah I, I, I think we're going to see... I think we'll get our first clips of Top Gear in the next couple of weeks because BBC Worldwide are doing a big media event in um, in Liverpool to promote it, to sell to other nations. Well, it,
2: it's due to air in May. Um, I mean, I find it strange that they've only just announced, um, or, the, or they're in the process of announcing the presenters because whilst they film it sort of like the Thursday before it's aired or the Friday before it's yeah. aired, all the features must have featured...
1: A lot of the segments are done. Yeah. I, I think they started filming in October or November, I think, yeah. with Chris Evans.
2: So, the, 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 you know, we must already, somebody must already know, Yeah, but have just not announced it. So I think maybe just in dribs and jabs to keep us interested yeah, so we don't forget about it.
1: I, I've read somewhere that a lot a lot of more kind of um, A list type names are going to be associated with it. Mm. But they're obviously combating the new Clarkson May and Hammond thing that's yeah, coming Brown. on Amazon.
2: Well, we'll keep a look out for it. Um, Valentine's Day next week, James?
1: Uh bar humbug. Got
2: any uh, got any love songs for next week lined up?
1: Um, no, because oh. bar humbug. Oh, I, I, I hate the whole concept of Valentine's Day. It's
2: a bit of a con, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Wh- why don't wait it, for one day of the year? Yeah, if you love somebody, to, yeah. then you don't need to have be forced to do it on one day of the year. I agree. You should do it all year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, according to DJ Ski <laughs> if you love someone let them go let them go <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: alright well um, I mean we featured uh, all new music yeah. as we always do if you have um, music that you want to be played yeah. Get
1: in touch. Get in touch. Uh Facebook slash Facebook dot com slash the squeak T H E S Q W E E K or at the Squeak on Twitter. Send us a message and we'll tell you how to get the music to us. Yeah. And we will play it we'll, on the radio and on the podcast. Yeah.
2: Um across ACAST iTunes and the FM on ninety three point two. So do get in touch, we'll give you a platform. Um what we, what are you doing through the week then, James? Anything nice? Uh well. As oh we've gigs mentioned, gigs the, on
1: Tuesday. Possibly the gig on Saturday. Uh, it's it's going to be a busy one. Other than that, I've got some accounting to do.
2: Oh, mm. lovely.
1: That, that fun time of year.
2: Sounds very taxing to me.
1: <laughs> Tax doesn't have to be taxing, Luke. Do you know,
2: I was going to say that, but <laughs> I preferred to go with a pun as opposed to a reference to an old advert a few years <laughs> yeah. ago. Um, yeah, of course, DJ Ski is already here. He's up in about nine seconds. We'll see you next week. So, yeah. Have a good one, guys. My fun
1: house, it's a whole lot of fun. Prizes to be won.